My name is Nate, and this week I talk being quiet. Never let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking. This is a quote from a famous movie, one of my favorites, The Godfather. And even though what they were talking about was a little bit more uh, violent than what I'm going to be talking about today, the idea behind it does hold some learning. It's a throwaway line, but it is filled with wisdom. Now, what they were talking about in the movie was that you never let your personal feelings be known to those who you can't trust. And even in that line of work, the mafia... Even the people that you would consider friends, uh, associates, in in many ways you can't trust them. So the idea was to keep that information to yourself, keep it in your own heart, keep it in your own mind. Now they talk about family, and I'm sure there are family members in your life, extremely close friends that you would trust with your life, that you can share this information with. But... In most normal conversations, you have to be a little bit careful about how much information you impart, especially if you're not 100% sure about them. And this is how friendships begin. This is how friendships as close as family starts. Because as you have conversations with them, as you learn about them and you share each other's secrets, a bond is then formed. But this doesn't happen at the beginning. So how do you create this bond? And those who are in the today's online generation might be a bit confused about that question. But how do you create this bond is through conversation, is through interaction. Now just jumping over to the side a little bit, talking a a tad bit about oversharing. This is very common in today's conversations, especially when you're sitting across from somebody you don't personally know. It is more common to be thrown into that situation these days, and I am talking mostly of the online generation. You meet online, you might share information, but you didn't have that face-to-face. You don't know if that's the person who you think they are. You need to learn more about them, and this is through conversation. So when you meet up with somebody first, this happens through online, this happens if you're uh, you know, on an online dating site and going to uh, meet someone for coffee or whatever, the initial reaction is nervousness. And this is very unfortunate. I don't think this was really the case back in the days before the internet. Back in the days before the internet, having interactions with people was regular day-to-day occurrences. So if you had to have a sit down with somebody and have a more deep conversation, it came more naturally. But today we have something um, that I would term as nervous energy. For some reason, maybe because of society today, you're afraid that you'll share something that might insult the other person, that might create anger from them towards you. And we put a lot of onus on being liked, on being accepted. So as you're chatting with them, you're afraid you're going to say the wrong thing, so you hold back. And along with that, there's the other side of it, which is the fear of silence. 
Now, this one I do not understand. That's not to say I haven't experienced it myself. I have. I mean, many, many conversations. As a self-proclaimed introvert, I am not, uh, you know, beyond having that uncomfortable feeling when silences arise with somebody that you are not completely comfortable with. This is normal. I don't know where it came from, though. I don't understand fully the reason behind why it happens, but it does happen. And for whatever reason it might be, silence is difficult for some people to accept. So they have to fill that space with inane chatter. And this is nervous energy that comes behind it. Now, the goal in any great conversation, the first one I'm going to bring forth here, is getting comfortable with silence. The nervous energy that surrounds that silence is not just from yourself, but you may be empathetically picking it up from the other person. Could be the look on their face. It could be the the, the body language that they're giving off. And that uh, what happens is in that silence, the nervousness will force either of you to try and come in. This happens in conversations when both people cut each other off. It's because the nervousness has hit a bit of a a crescendo and uh, has to be relieved. So uh, a technique in in that that moment is to just try and get comfortable with the silence. Uh, What you can do in any conversation is focus mostly on your heart and mind. I find this to be very, very useful. So how I mean this is anybody who's done any type of uh, chakra meditation There are the two chakras that represent your heart and your chest and your mind, which would be the brain, more towards the back of the head. And if you focus in on those two energies while you're talking, it seems to surround that throat chakra where communication comes from. And it almost creates this calm ability for the words to flow out. It takes the focus away from where the nervousness comes, usually the solar plexus, and pushes it up into those better zones where uh, calm and, uh, and, and focus live. So by creating a habit where anytime you are talking with someone, you're focusing on the heart and the mind changes the way that you see conversations. So the conversations become more uh, calm. They become more spaced. There's more silence, which is what you want, because within that silence, you can then um, think about what's being said and really accept and and really listen deeply to accept what's what's being told to you. So this is a good segue into the other thing that's very important so getting comfortable with silence uh, comes from having a focus on the mind to learn and the heart to love but as well uh, creates those pauses so one of the ways that you can kind of force this into a conversation is uh, take one for the team so they say by answering slowly you now create space for that conversation by answering slowly and letting the silence hang for a bit 
not not too overly uncomfortable for the other person, but just for a bit, and then you can extend it more and more as the conversation goes on, you're telling the other person that it's okay to relax, that we don't need to rush our points, that we don't need to have a fear of being cut off. You're answering slow to the person, not only to listen to what they're saying, to make sure that they, you know, get everything out before you respond, but as well, you're creating that, um, that silence and that calm so that the conversations flow better. Because slow conversations are truly the best. Uh, give you a scenario with a slow conversation is like you're talking with your best friend and you've only done nothing but chit-chat and do activities to kind of take away from, you know, learning a whole bunch about each other over the years. And finally, you come to that, that, that point where you can sit down with them and you know, maybe something serious happened in the person's life and they need a, a, a shoulder to cry on. They need somebody to listen and, and to, you know, help them uh, with maybe some advice. And you create this slow conversation with much spaces and with uh, silence in between everything that's said. Uh, first off, you're showing them that you are taking it seriously, that you are actually taking time to think about what they told you and that their tragedy, whatever might be happening in their life, means something to you. But as well, you're providing them with some calm by slowing down the conversation by not rushing it for some type of deadline you're creating a calm for them so that they can feel that uh, space to open up to you and in the end they won't feel like they've been gypped out of an opportunity to calm themselves that that calm in the moment of having those spaces in the conversation will will give you calm energy that will then spread to them so that whatever challenge they might be having, at least they can be brought down to a much more comfortable le le level and that they aren't as uh, feeling as much pain as they were before. And all that just comes from slowing down the conversation and having those little bits of silence where the wisdom can, can pop up. So they, um, they're not cut off. They uh, have the ability to get out everything they need to say. They have the time to think about what might be the next words that they're going to put forth or maybe a, an epiphany has come to their mind and they, they want to share it with you and get your, your thoughts on it. And they're able to just kind of remain in that moment, taking away all those destructive thoughts that come with whatever tragedy that they were with they were dealing with and all of this occurs just with those two things just with getting comfortable with the silence and just with the slow response to what's being said to create space in the uh, conversation so really they just are there to be in the other person's presence and at the same time taking this as a opportunity for for learning now for this to work both people have to be involved you can't just have one person that's trying to calm down a situation and the other person stays nervous that doesn't work 
And if you are the person who is calm trying to uh, insist on a nice, calm conversation, you can, you can say to the other person, it's okay. It's okay. You, you don't have to feel tense right now. We got all the time in the world. If the person is noticeably nervous, just say it's okay. I am. I'm here. I'm. I'm here for you. Uh, if it's a coffee date uh, with somebody, is like, I'm. 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 You know. I want to learn about you. You intrigue me. You know. Anything that just kind of lets them know that you're set in this moment, and that it's important to you. So then you can bring them down to that same level of calm. If you don't do that, and one person is in a nervous energy you know, moving along very quickly and then you respond to them and you say your piece and the whole time they're like, mm-hmm, 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 they're waiting for you to finish so that they can then say their piece and they, they keep pounding that nervous energy over and over again. Uh, it's not going to work. And some people, that's just how they are. And then you can decide in your own personal life if this is the kind of conversation you want to have. More about that in a little bit. Now, in silence, we do find calm, as I've already mentioned. But the other thing that is very cool about this is we can also find insight. This gives you the time to allow the words, guidance from above, so to speak, to come into your mind. This is quite the phenomenon. And anybody who's into meditation, who has gotten to that point where they can quiet the chatter in their mind for enough time and have focus on something, uh, or who remember their dreams and can gain guidance from that, you know this as a normal and truthful phenomenon, that ideas will pop into a silent and calm mind. Now, the beauty of having a conversation with somebody else is that by having focus on an external being, which is the other person, you've automatically taken that voice out of your head. As long as you're not a completely nervous wreck, you're constantly thinking to yourself, I hope they like me. I hope they like me. I hope they like me. And, you know, that's, that's your focus there, and you can't hear anything else. But as long as you can put that focus on them and truly know that they're there, you've created space in your mind for this guidance to now come through. So the guidance from above can make a conversation with the right person into a truly magical moment in your life experience. Because you now have that guidance that will state, this is where you need to take the conversation. And if you are both on that same mindset, every conversation becomes an amazing experience because you really don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I haven't really thought, I haven't really brought in too many details on it, but chit-chat is the absolute worst. I am 100%, <laughs> and it's, it's very common these days that, you know, and one of the reasons I avoid many conversations personally is that, you know, you'll talk to somebody like, hey, uh, you like the weather outside? Oh, it's so unseasonably warm this time of year, and... uh Hey, did you see uh, what uh, what our uh, political leader has done today? And then go into that or whatever whatever news is going on in the world, which no matter how much you talk about it, 
you know, you might get of the feeling of excitement on, you know, stating your opinions on these matters that really don't matter at all. But in the end, they're just the worst experience you can possibly have. Conversation should be deep moments. You know, you're learning about the other person. At the same time, you're learning about yourself. And having that perfect flow in a conversation that has space and has calm and has, uh, you know, moments of silence, there's a flow to that. It's almost like a dance. And there's, there's excitement in it. And as I mentioned, there's learning in it. So allowing the guidance to come into a calm conversation, you have no idea where this could go, especially if you're not fully versed with the other person's life. And then you can get into these wonderful stories of experiences that have happened to them that will teach you that, you know, if you're ever going through those same experiences, now you'll know, you know, that person handled it very well. This leads into ideas as well. I always uh, hear the stories of how much office workers hate having those weekly meetings, and I can understand why they hate it. I've been through those weekly meetings in my previous life, so to speak, where I've uh, sat down and, you know, they, they talk about uh, the, the, the work bowling night and, uh, oh, these are the numbers we have to reach. And uh, here's some bar graphs showing the increasing sales over the years, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just the worst. It is so boring. It is so inane. It is so useless when really you should take those opportunities to find out what your employees are doing, what have been their challenges, and they can give those challenges as stories that can then teach the other employees, oh, this is how you handle that situation. You know, you can, you can use this as an opportunity for them to talk to you, to tell you their concerns, to tell you the things that aren't working for them inside of the business, and then the business can, can become better as well. And these opportunities are completely missed. So slowing down a conversation and being in the flow of that moment, the guidance of that moment, not only works for a one-on-one, but even for group settings. If everybody has the right mindset going into it, then it all works amazingly. But that's not always the case, is it? Sometimes you are sitting across from a person, let's say it's a coffee date, let's say it's somebody you've met online and you're looking to see if you can be friends, and there's just no flow. The conversation works terribly, it just gets into that chit-chat momentum, and everything that is talked about just doesn't interest you in any way. This is something that can occur. And you can attempt to say to them, listen, that's not how I talk. I'm, um, I want to learn about you, that we got all the time in the world. Let's, you know, take this calm and really enjoy the moment. You could do that if you wanted to, but it's okay. I mean, it's okay if the, just, there is no connection there. There's no reason to force it for any, any, any length of time is one thing that we all know is that our life experience is finite that we only have a certain amount of time on this planet. And one of the things you don't need to put into that time is joyless talk, especially with somebody that you feel no connection with. And that's completely okay. Even if it's somebody that's close to you in your life, 
You can be connected on them on a spiritual level or connected with them in many different ways. But the one connection that you don't have is that there's just no great conversation or flow that comes between you. You might be different personalities. And again, that's okay. You can still be completely close to that person and feel that connection without that conversation and have friends and people in your life or, uh, you know, start a podcast like I'm doing right now where eventually I'm going to talk to people and learn from them. Have people in your life that brings that value to you. That's fine. So if you're in those conversations where there's no flow and it's not working for you, don't feel guilty to leave it. Don't feel guilty to make up an excuse. Even a small white lie is fine if you want to spare the feelings of the other person. I don't know why they would be insulted that, you know, that just doesn't, doesn't gel. There's no connection there. But a little white lie doesn't hurt anyone. Oh, I got some work to do later. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, and, and then you go. And then that's the end of it. Uh, that's totally fine. But wasting your time in those moments is not good for you. You're going to feel like, you know, you've lost that time afterwards. You're going to feel maybe slightly angry at yourself for not uh, ending earlier or not figuring out some way that would have stopped it. You know, you're going to you're going to feel bad about it afterwards. You're going to feel that you lost that time. So ending it with a nice white lie or a nice way to get out of the conversation is totally fine. All about acceptance here. Now, as one final note before I end this week's episode. Now, the tension behind current day conversations, the tension behind the chit chat that just doesn't feel calm or the fact that you're both nervous to be in the other person's presence to not want to say the wrong thing might be one of the reasons why in-person conversations are avoided in today's society. And I don't like that. I think these online worlds have done one good thing. Like, I love texting people. I love being able to just, it's very efficient. You just say what you need to say so they know. And they give you the thumbs up emoji or, you know, some type of other emoji related to how they feel. And that's cool. That is very efficient. If you're just wanting to get one quick point across, that's great. You don't have to call them. You don't have to get into that nervous conversation. They might feel the need to say, oh, how's everything? How's the family? And then you get stuck into this thing where you, you really didn't want to talk about any, but you're too nice to say that you didn't want to talk about it. And it just goes on for an hour and you've lost that time. So yeah, no, texting is cool. Online conversations are cool. These are very efficient, but one should never consider the online or electronical connection as a true connection. There is something to be said about being in that person's presence and feeling the energy of having them in front of you. So creating these um, amazingly deep in-person conversations are important to me for that main reason is that by connecting to another human being in this world, you have given yourself a bit of a gift. You've given yourself the gift of knowledge. But as social beings, once you've forced yourself to do this and you had an evening where the conversation was just the best, I hope you know that feeling. I know that feeling. It's a great feeling. 
you feel good about yourself, you feel like you have some direction in your life, you feel like uh, by connecting with another person has made you more of a complete energy. And if you don't know what that feeling is, then this is the time to really try and seek out having deep in-person conversations. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you next week.